Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. Okay, folks, that was the voice of none other than Cliff Kelly, the governor of Talk Radio. Uh, welcome to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with our partner, Jesse Brown, VA Works. You know, February is Black History Month and American Heart Month. Today, of course, is Saturday, February the 12th, 2022. Cliff Kelly, I said, is your host. I'm the co-host today. My name is Ernesto Borges. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. And digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. Okay, we've got, you know, we talk about veterans affairs and veteran concerns every week here on, on America's Heroes Group. And today we've got uh, a young lady who is going to tell you a little bit about some of the problems that are facing many of the veterans. Uh, we're going to talk, her name is Asaya Brodsky, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, she is a social worker, and she works for uh, Jesse Brown VA, and she is the uh, Women Veteran Program Manager uh, at uh, Jesse Brown VA. And she's going to discuss today, amongst other things, uh, veterans and their eating disorders. Now, some people may think that veterans don't have eating disorders, but uh, veterans suffer from everything that the rest of the public uh, has, and sometimes it's even magnified. So she is going to speak to us about a number of various uh, eating disorders that are plaguing uh, some of our veterans. So let me see if she's on the line here. Hold on a minute. I'm having a little problem. I can't hear myself. Uh, good afternoon. Is this Asaya? Asaya, yes, Asia? I'm here. Hello. Oh, how are you? Good, good. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, welcome, welcome to our show. And if you could just hold on one second, I'm just trying to turn up the volume because I can't. There you go. Now I can hear myself. Uh, so you are over at the VA. And, uh, you know, you have some other uh, letters behind your name. I know the one for social worker, <laughs> but CADC, yes. what is that? And yes, CST. I'm a certified, yes, I'm a certified alcoholic drug counselor and also a certified sex therapist. Oh, a sex therapist? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I did. I was uh, not familiar with those, those two um, acronyms. Uh, so how long have you been at the VA? I have been at Jesse Brown for about six years, and mm -hmm. I started working in the homeless program, and then I spent four years in mental health, and for the past almost year, I've served as the Women Veteran Program Manager overseeing the women's program. Oh, now, when you say women's program, does that 
entail everything or is that uh, specific to a certain area? Um, so that's a great question. Um, it's actually, you know, it, it does entail women's health care services across the Chicago health care system. So the care that we provide on main campus and then also across our community-based outpatient clinics. And then also we have partners with the vet centers so that we can coordinate care when women veterans present with a specific need. Oh, boy. Uh, you're busy. I see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and excuse my raspy voice. I'm a little um, raspy and a little uh, hoarse, but uh, I normally don't sound like this, but uh, maybe it's my Harry Belafonte voice today. But uh, <laughs> 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 all right. So tell us a little bit about uh, eating disorders. I, I didn't uh, realize that, you know, I was in the Army back in 1968, 69, and I can under- understand eating disorders when I was on KP. Uh, because they had to eat my cooking. But uh, other than that, uh, I guess some of the veterans are suffering from various types of eating disorders. Uh, uh, anorexia nervosa is one of them that is uh, plaguing yeah. us. And I see you've got a couple of them, bulimia, uh, bulimia nervosa and binge yeah. eating disorder. So tell us yeah. a little bit about those. What seems to be the most um, prevalent uh, case there? I mean, is it is it, uh, and explain that to us. What is anorexia nervosa? Sure. Well, let me start with sort of classifying and explaining what eating disorders are. Because I think many, many people think eating disorders affect eating. So perhaps it's a physical condition, but it's actually a behavioral and a mental health condition. Hmm. So it disturbs behavior and then with it come distressing thoughts and emotions. And it affects both the body and the mind. And more and more research is being done on this. We see uh, prevalence among veterans with eating disorders, specifically related to certain risk factors, which I can go into. Um, And the primary eating disorders, most people know about anorexia and bulimia, um, but there is also an eating, there's also a binge eating disorder, which is actually higher than the other two in the general population and the military as well. And it's the most common. And then there's also something called AFRID, which is avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. Mm-hmm. And then there's other um, feeding and eating disorders. But the primary ones that I sort of will focus on, um, the primary one I will focus on is binge eating, but I will define anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating. Well, let me ask you something so, before we begin that. Sure. Um, now, sure. does this affect uh, people who are, uh, stationed, I mean, from basic training to uh, AIT, advanced uh, individual training, to being assigned to a, maybe a probably a, a combat zone, or uh, somebody might be stateside. Does it affect them differently, or people who are under stress? Uh, does it affect uh, you know somebody that's maybe sent to Afghanistan or Iraq, or or even some of the older veterans, uh, such as my group of Vietnam? veterans or so forth. Uh, being in a combat situation, does that seem to affect you more than, than being stationed, say, stateside? Um, well, I think, you know, different environmental factors will influence mm-hmm. what um, sort of how, how something manifests and presents itself. I think when you're asking or talking about, you know, training, there are certain factors within um you know, basic training or within sort of, um, you know, when, when someone, there's certain standards that are 
veterans and our military personnel are encouraged to uphold, mm-hmm. um, such as, you know, standards for maintaining a certain weight or being or experiencing readiness for, you know, to meet the requirements of the military. Um, I also think, you know, when you are in a certain whether you're stationed somewhere and access to food or the ability to, you know, when someone is having to um, respond to, um, you know, respond to an event mm-hmm. um, and you have to go into action, right. the, the presence or the accessibility of food may be limited. And so all of that will influence whether or not someone has the ability to consume food and it will also influence someone's intake. And when that's limited or somehow impacted, that can um, trigger. It can play a role in the exactly, exactly. It can influence and play a role in how how something is manifested. I see. Okay, so the most uh, you said the one that is that is most common is of the eating disorders. Is which one the binge eating or binge binge yes binge eating disorder? (laughs) A lot of us know what that is. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I will. Yeah, sure, go yeah, ahead. Let's give us. Let's have the scientific or the medical uh, explanation of that or definition sure. of binge eating. Sure. So, binge eating, and what classifies it specifically as a disorder, is when people eat when they binge or take in a lot of food uh-huh. in a short amount of time, okay. and. What makes this a disorder, unlike something like overeating, mm-hmm. is when you are doing this in secrecy and you feel a sense of a loss of control around it. You know, so when someone is, so for example, I think back to your question earlier, mm-hmm. um, when we think about, you know, if there's limited access to food or there's an operation about to be called and someone has to get it, go into action, perhaps it's, you know, eat quickly what you have. There may not be right. a lot or there isn't <laughs> yeah. a lot of access. You know, so that could result in overeating. But binge eating is something that tends to be done in secrecy. Mm. And it's it's sort of a dysregulated experience where people feel shame and disgust. And they're kind of disconnected from their own experience of what they're doing. But, but and that me, creates it. But binge eating, I mean, sure. some, so yeah. someone eats in secrecy, or maybe they live by themselves, and they eat, uh, and they, maybe they're accustomed to eating by themselves. So, I mean, is that binge eating? I mean, the, the, the you know the the factor that that they the fact that they do it in secrecy is that the big part of it, or is it that um, is it eating too much? Or are you you're saying binge eating is is short amounts of time? Or it's a, yeah. a short period of time, a person eats a yeah. lot of food or they eat the normal amount or uh, do they overeat? Because you said there's a yeah. difference between overeating and binge eating, right? Yes. Well, yes. So, so when someone lives alone, they're eating solo, but not necessarily in secrecy. We mm-hmm. kind of assume when someone lives alone, they may not be with other people. But when people are doing something in secrecy is – you know, they don't disclose the behavior that they're engaging into other people. So it becomes a secret. It's something they live mm. with, and, it, and can, it can eat at them. And, you know, it's funny that that's the word that I choose to use. But it there's accompanying distressing feelings with it. You know, so mm. when someone is just sort of eating a lot and, 
you know, like say at a holiday, um, it, it's just sort of the norm. Yeah. But when we're talking about a binge eating disorder, we're talking about eating amounts, large amounts that someone doesn't feel good about. You know, mm. it's just sort of behavior that someone becomes accustomed to perhaps for emotional management, perhaps because they feel dysregulated. And what makes binge eating disorder different than something like bulimia is bulimia is the type of eating disorder where you um, eat a certain amount of food and in an effort to regulate your intake, you engage in compensatory behavior. So mm. you could restrict what you're eating or you can binge or you can purge, which is self-induced vomiting. Some people over-exercise. Binge eating usually doesn't come with, mm. um, beha- with compensatory behaviors. And I think that's what makes it harder to diagnose because both in bulimia and with binge eating, people can present as normal weight or they can present as overweight or obese. Um, and so it's harder to, to, to pinpoint. Yeah, uh, for the binge eating, but they can be normal. They can be normal weight, overweight, obese. But bulimia, I mean, you know, you you see these these models and so forth. They want to make sure that they can fit in their dress or whatever, or they've got a shoot coming up, and they and they uh, limit their intake and restrict their their eating and so forth. And you said some of them will even self induced uh, engage with self induced vomiting. Um, mm-hmm. That seems to be more severe to me. Uh, I mean, anorexia nervosa, I guess, is another one. But which yes. which one causes death uh, or ends up in with highest mortality rate? Yeah, anorexia tends to be the one with the highest mortality. As a matter of fact, it's the highest mortality of any other psychiatric diagnosis. This is where um, there's a very severe restriction of food intake. Um, and again, the the thing with eating disorders is that it's there's a very strong psychological component here. So with anorexia, there is an intense fear of gaining weight or becoming fat, and there's a disturbance in the way one per- perceives themselves. Excuse me. Um, so anorexia tends to be the one where you know the the death is is higher, but it's not the most common. The most common is you know is binge eating disorder, binge eating. and that's sort of. Yes, and that's what we are. Yeah, you're, you're facing at. a lot of that at the at the Veterans Administration. I mean, from people who are out of the service, and uh, typically the, the veterans, and they were in one of the branches of the service, uh, might have seen active duty, uh, might uh, be, I don't know, did the reserves come there to the... National Guard. Mm-hmm. Some of them also mm-hmm. come. If to they're the activated, VA, yep, yep. They're activated. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so they still have some of these lingering eating uh, problems even after, after uh, active duty, and yeah. Uh, so, yes. Go ahead. So, how does that, how does that play in? I mean, you've got people that have been out of the service for maybe a year, two years, maybe fifty years with me, um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they can still have these uh, these medical issues regarding their eating, and you can attribute that to to their time in the service, or, or what? How does that yeah. 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 So, you know, military culture will influence... Um, will influence many things, and that military culture is certainly translated within the VA. Um, and, and not just the VA, but when there's when someone gets out of the military, 
um, you know, if if one sense of community within the military was very strong, they would want to recreate that. But also just some of the factors that influence someone, um, you know, the, the focus like I said earlier, the focus on maintaining a certain weight, the focus on maintaining a certain shape, being fit, you know, that's something that's very prevalent in, you know, for people who are active. And then if that's something really important to them while they're active, you know, I've definitely heard from veterans talk about a lost sense of purpose after the service and a wish to maintain that. Mm -hmm. And so it's not uncommon for that to be recreated when they exit. And because that's, that allows for a sense of camaraderie. So I have not looked at specific research as to the prevalence within, you know, or the differences in in um, in statistics for when someone is active versus when someone is out of the service. Sure. But I can say that it is um, it does affect the population when we when we look at sort of lifetime prevalence. Um, studies show that about. 4.76% of female veterans and 3.69% of male veterans do struggle with eating disorders oh. in the military. So a little little more with women than than with men you you're, you're saying not not much but a, yeah. a percentage point or so. Um, so now if if someone has that problem uh, they 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 get diagnosed uh, they go to the VA and and uh, they could be diagnosed with that uh, with that problem. Um, so how do they contact you or do they just go over to Jesse Brown or are you, you're just in charge of the women, uh, the women's program or, or do you kind of oversee a little bit of everybody or how does that work over at the VA if you think you've got yeah, a problem? So, yeah, so and this is something that we are more and more eating disorders are being studied, more and more eating disorders are being recognized in the VA. We're very proud of the fact that Jesse Brown is one of two VAs mm-hmm. in our that is focusing on eating disorders and having programs specifically for this. Mm-hmm. So because it is eating disorders are a mental health condition, we do have every time someone has a mental health difficulty that they're struggling with and would like to get help for, they go through something called PAC, which is our Psychiatric Assessment Clinic. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the entry point for many services when it comes to mental health care. And so PAC will assess for nutritional struggles and disordered eating. And then also if someone is seeing their primary care provider and the primary care provider recognizes that there is an eating concern, we can refer to our eating disorder program, which was started in the summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. And treating both men and women um, where mental health providers can place a consult to this program. The program is ran by a social worker who is our eating disorder coordinator, and she happens to be co-located in the women's clinic, meaning that she serves as the women's clinic social worker and then also provides um, outpatient eating disorder treatment for individuals within our facility. Um, And so now, is this, should, they, should a person just go online, va.gov, or should they, uh, if they want to go to online, do they look up Jesse Brown, or should they call, or what? Because we're down our last closing minutes. How, what's the best way to, to uh, connect? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. So the best way to connect with me as the Women Veteran Program Manager is to call me. Um, my number is 312 569 
Um, if someone wants to be connected specifically to eating disorder treatment, they can be referred through their primary care provider, and they can also reach out to our coordinator. Her name is Amy Kino Paycheck, and her number is 312-934-8197. Um, and then also, you know, recognizing that eating disorders are something we're working to address and when people struggle with this, they should know that they're not alone. Um, mm-hmm. There's co-occurring conditions that often happen, so we might refer to PTSD treatment or MSD treatment. But individuals should know that help is available, and um, we're happy to link them to care. Okay, very good. Um, that number again is 312-569-5933. That's for As- Asaya? Is it Asaya Brodsky? Yep, okay, Asiya. Yep. Asiya, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. And the other That's lady's okay. name, I don't know if they can spell it, but Paycheck. Her last name is um, Paycheck, right? Is that her last name? Yep, Amy, yeah. Amy, Amy Kino Paycheck. Kino Paycheck, all right. Yeah. Uh, we can remember that, 312-934-8197. And uh, so if you think you have an eating disorder or you know someone who might, uh, please give them a call at the VA. And uh, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Saya. And uh, yeah. keep up keep up the good work. Maybe I'll run thank into you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Okay, thanks for joining us. Uh, okay, folks, take was, care. Uh, take care. And uh, she is the uh, social worker over there, Jesse Brown, folks. So, uh, you know, if you have a problem, uh, call her and just call over to Jesse Brown. I know those names and numbers are a little hard to uh, record, but. Well, uh, we're we're off. All right. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on the America's Heroes Group. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.